I think a brief introduction to it was I originally met the Oxfam Cymru and the Wales Refugee Council. I gave them two project options which were quite different. Um, the first being um, cause and effects of refugees coming to Britain or being displaced from their homelands and the second one being a celebration of volunteers um, working with refugees. Um, I discussed the two projects with Oxfam Cymru and the Wales Refugee Council and from the outset I wanted the project to be a very co-productive because I didn't want to go into this project with the um, related organisations assuming that I knew more than they did um, and of course I don't. Um, so to give them an option I thought was important and um, so in that discussion we decided to go for um, volunteers working with refugees in Wales a celebration of. Um, the other option that I gave the cause and effect was a lot more antagonistic, probably a lot more attacking, probably a bit more gritty in a different kind of way, um, as in climate change, pollution caused in this country, arms manufacturing, uh, globalisation, um, tax avoidance, all those issues are hard, gritty political issues. So rather than going for that, we went for the more community aspects um, and given recognition to volunteers working across Wales um, who've put themselves forward for, preferably in my mind, for as long as possible um, because I'm quite interested in the whole kind of volunteer fatigue aspect where people have been putting themselves forward um, to various organisations on a voluntary basis. Um, because generally the people feel really passionate about these issues and, um, and it's very much their baby and, it is, and when you've been volunteering towards something for so long it's a very difficult thing to put down um, for fear of nobody else stepping in and doing an equivalent job because you think you can do it better than anybody um, because you've lived and breathed it for so long, you feel so passionate about it, um, that to let go of it and to let somebody else step in is a very difficult transition. Um, I've kind of become aware of that because I've done a lot of voluntary work myself, so it's possibly why I put that proposal forward. Um, I've only recently stepped down from that kind of voluntary work myself, um, realising that it's very hard to look after yourself when you're doing that kind of voluntary work. You know, we've all got to keep the wolf from the door, look after family and all the rest of it, um, pay the bills. But if you're entrenched in some voluntary work that you feel so passionate about, you really do neglect your own issues. <laughs> so that's the introduction to the project. I'm currently now, uh, have been funded by the Welsh Arts Council. I put in a bid before Christmas last year. Um, it's probably about the third time I've looked at Arts Council applications. First two times I've looked at them and looked back and gone, oh, I'm not quite ready for that. Um, but this time I ploughed ahead um, after having taken my work further on the social engagement side of documentary photography. Um, and realising for myself that 
I want to do a lot more socially engaged practice. Even though from the outset my photography was very socially engaged, but sometimes it takes a while to hone in on your own specific picture or your own USP, your own uniqueness and what it is that you're passionate about. Um, I think to deliver you as a person as a photographer is probably the utmost important thing you can do because there's so many photographers out there that um, if you can identify what it is that's you and that honesty, that integrity will come through your work and that will be your uniqueness in, in the field. So I applied on with the Arts Council application, probably took about four months of work to do it. Possibly not seven days a week, but <laughs> fitting in between my normal work. Um, and then towards the end of January, I've got, the, I've got it granted. Um, I am now at that juncture where um, the Wales Refugee Council have sent out my proposal. Uh, the specifics, the specifications for the project to various, all the umbrella organisations underneath the Welsh Refugee Council across Wales. I'm now getting contact from various people across Wales looking for a divergence of volunteers um, from a broader base across Wales as possible. I was really mindful I didn't want the project to be Cardiff-centric, South Wales-centric. Um, I already think that Wales suffers from being Cardiff-centric, much like Britain suffers from being London-centric. Um, so, right from the outset, that was a very important thing to me. Um, it will be delivered in Welsh and English, and I'm going to try cover six points right around Wales. Um, and to try and make those volunteers uh, working in as many divergent ways as possible. I don't fully realise what those divergent ways are going to be as yet, because again, I'm not fully aware of all the different types of volunteering that's going on. Getting a hint of it, I mean, there's one person that's working with refugees in Swansea, that's uh, facilitating woodland community groups and taking people into those woodland community groups and doing work with them there. There's somebody else up in Wrexham that's um, been going out to Syria and various other places where there's refugee camps, delivering food, fundraising massively, then coming back to their hometown in Wrexham, doing talks on refugees. Um, it's going to be a whole mix that I will not have thought of and I've expected this all the way through. I'm not going to be surprised. Um, and it's, I think the hardest thing with this project is going to be the people that have gone out of their way to contact me and put themselves forward because who am I to say I can't come to you? You know, you're doing a brilliant job. You know, you've put yourself forward to giving your time, motion and energies over to these things. And I know it's a hugely emotive issue. Uh, it's why people are driven to do it. So I can completely empathise um, but I can't cover everybody um, and there's a time scale it's going to be on the walls at the beginning of June at the Wales Millennium Centre 
Um, I aim to have the project finished by mid-May. Um, I can see myself... You've always got to try and weave in time for where things might have gone wrong or somebody's had a change of heart. I've tried my utmost in the project description proposal to make it as clear as possible that from the outset the volunteers need to be as bought into it and as passionate about it as I am myself and I would imagine most people are going to be because they wouldn't be doing it in the first place um, but something like a public release form, model release form will have to be signed from the outset um, because once I've gone out and spent two days with a volunteer working say up in Wrexham and done the photography, done the co-production of the narrative and to then rescind that work because somebody's had a change of heart is going to be very difficult to do within that time scale. So I'm trying to make sure that everybody knows what they're letting themselves in for because the works are going to be shared on social media, online platforms, and trying to encourage all the Wales Refugee Council um, related organisations, umbrella organisations, to take the works um, onto their platforms. Uh, be trying to give it as much press coverage as possible. Um, it's a project that I feel, I mean, ideally, rather than put it in the gallery in the first place, I would rather have it been um, on Queen Street, you know, where that narrative could have been in on billboards and those people could have been seen. It's Because the whole idea is, is to celebrate these people, is to hold my head high, you know. I'm proud of what I've done. And it's, the, it's also a project about community identification. You know, there's somebody in your community that's put themselves out for long periods of time. Um, not always long periods of time, because that will throw itself up as well. But um, with very little recognition. Um, and there's something about the human need for recognition not many people will admit to requiring recognition for what they do um, but I think when you give people recognition for what they do um, people receive it really well you know and it, it it's just it's a slap in the back it's 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 you know it's well done thank you you know um, and possibly, you know, again, that comes back to my own voluntary work, you know, um, when I stepped down from my own voluntary work, I posted it on my Facebook page, and umpteen people gave me recognition for what I did, you know, said that wouldn't have been possible, you know, if you hadn't done that, you know, and I thought, brilliant, brilliant, people did know, realise what I was doing, and um, I think to maintain a volunteer kind of um, workforce, um, people need to get something out of it and then going back to that transition of when somebody has to move on from that voluntary position for them to be able to put it down you need that transitional period of where new volunteers can step in and it's almost almost in a um, an apprenticeship type way you know when you can almost get the old volunteers to mentor them 
ideally it would be a transitional period you know, so that they could step away. That requires a lot of organisation. Um, I mean, other projects that I've done, a lot of my work, I've never contrived photographs. Um, it's always been observational. It's always been um, looking at um, the individual in a moment, in a time and place, um, and isolating that individual and almost projecting a narrative onto the individual. Um, this is going to be different because there's going to be a lot of dialogue with with the subject, with the subject volunteers, um, and there's going to be a certain amount of storytelling, metaphorical storytelling, that's going to be involved. And I have kind of laid awake thinking about this. <laughs> um, and there, there are, I do have images in my mind of what kind of suggests um, illustrating what these volunteers do without necessarily the refugees being within the images themselves. Um, I don't intend any refugees to be in these photographs at all. Um, but there could be incidental hands being held or pulled up or um, out of shot um, contact um, illustrating that assistance. Um, I have thought about that um, because I intend there's going to be three portraits of each volunteer in the final exhibition. Um, there's going to be one at home. There's going to be one at work, and there's going to be one within the community. Um, I wanted to show the place of work, or outside the place of work, what type of work it was. I wanted to show the volunteer's home environment, and I wanted to show the volunteer within the community. Um, I thought the community landscape was really important, because again, the Wales Refugee Council have expressed an interest of then touring the works around Wales as close to those volunteer communities as possible, so that you get the community identification going on. Um, it brings it home and as local as possible. Um, again, take it away from being Cardiff-centric. Um, there's a part of me that wants the community photograph almost to be the volunteer wearing their Sunday best. Yeah, that pride of you're going somewhere special, you know, and you're holding your head high, wearing your best. I'm proud of what I'm doing. Maybe finding a plinth or an elevated point, you know, within that community, you know, to elevate that person within the community. Um, the home environment is very much will be a response to what natural light is there. I don't think I'll be artificially lighting anything. I possibly might use some flash photography for nighttime work. The community photograph might be an evening shot. Um, again, it will be dictated by two days of photograph and very much spotting what's going on and responding to time and place and moment and dialogue, again, which I have done in the past. Um, but I will be looking for that kind of elevated chin that kind of pride, that, and I think that that'll pretty much be all I do to contrive the portrait. Um, and I'm hoping, and I, I, I think that a lot, 
will be revealed in the dialogue with the individual. Um, it's hard to get a sense of person just from initial contact, apart from obviously what they've done, listing what they've done. Um, but you get a better sense of person from their home, their community, how they respond to their community, and um, and their actual workplace. Um, yeah, I can see a lot of images in my head. You know, I mean, immediately with someone like a community woodland. Yeah. I, I do engage with that kind of handheld pulling up, standing on a table, pulling somebody's hands up from, you know, but you can't see who that person is. I mean, you know, that person might not even be a refugee. It doesn't matter whose hand it is. It's just that illustration of, you know, I'm assisting um, and I'm assisting with pride. What could scupper it? I think the biggest thing that could have scuppered it in the first place was, and I think I've tried to um, negate this, which I mentioned earlier, was the fact that people choosing then not to have their image and their profile and their story publicised online in a very open forum. That was my ethics within these kind of projects are huge. I came across it with the um, with the um, Isolation and Loneliness project I did up in North Gurnos, um, getting permissions retrospectively on works is, don't go there. You have to get those permissions from the outset um, and you have to make your subjects fully aware of what they're going into, where their work's going to be seen, um, and if you've got any doubts about that, don't do the project. Um, that was my biggest fear, I think, was the ethics around exposing people and their narrative to a wider forum um, when they weren't fully aware of what's going to happen. So I think I've negated that by making sure that was my biggest fear. Doing the work, I'm not scared of. Um, I'm not scared of the going out, meeting people, I love communicating with people, you know, it's, I think it's probably playing to probably one of my main strengths is the ability to just go and talk to people in, a, in an understanding, compassionate kind of way, you know, try to understand their story. Um, so that doesn't scare me. Um, I've done many exhibitions before, getting the works up doesn't bother me. Um, I think I've scheduled the time well enough. Um, I think the biggest, biggest problem is that whole, we're going back to the amount of people that will contact me. I'm hoping it's going to be plenty. You know, I might, I might be shocked and I might not get enough. But I think the ones that do contact you and the ones that feed back two sides of A4 of questions that I've already asked that they'll need to respond to. Um, I think that's a fairly committed person to the project. So, I mean, I might surprise myself and find that the first six that come to me are the ones that I work with. And because they were the ones that were moved enough by the project. The project was only about one person. I think you're talking about one community 
and you're talking about one physical location in Wales. Um, this whole project was meant to be a kind of a counterbalance to a huge xenophobic rhetoric, political um, um, backlash that we've had post post Brexit. Uh, latterly Trump. I mean, this project happened before Trump. Um, I mean, the whole reason why I chose the project in the first place, again, was to to pick something that was extremely current. It was a zeitgeist. You know, there was, and I've got this thing about countering the zeitgeist. You know, it, we all control the zeitgeist. And if there's enough voices shouting from the same hymn sheet, you are dictating the zeitgeist and you create you know, the direction of government, of politicians and everybody because it's an echo chamber. You know, if, you, if the general public shouts loud enough they want something, politics responds. So you know, this whole this political agenda that's happening at the moment, this big lurch to the right, needs counterbalancing. And um, so to take one aspect of one community in a bubble. Um, I'm a big believer in um, affecting on what's on your doorstep um, rather than continually only dealing with externalities, say UK politics or global politics. If you can't affect what's on your doorstep first, and I think the Welsh politics is a lot more affectable. That's probably not a word. <laughs> but. Um, or influenceable. Um, so to take communities from around Wales, it gives you a better sample of what kind of work is going on across Wales and who is giving themselves over to the care, who, who are the creators of Wales as a nation of sanctuary, um, which is a political aspiration of Welsh governments, is create Wales as a nation of sanctuary. But Wales as a nation of sanctuary is very much dependent on third sector voluntary action. Um, so again, to give that celebration to those volunteers that put themselves forward to creating Wales as a nation of sanctuary um, can only assist the integration of refugees um, within Wales. Um, I wanted as many communities, different types of communities across Wales for this story to resonate with them. Um, some of these insular community, every community has their quirk. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much of a, I'm not sure how much of um, how those quirks will come across in the project of each community. I don't know, I'm not sure. Um, that's yet to be seen.